Electricast. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Welcome into Missing the Point. I am Michael Marcangelo, joined alongside my guys, Hollywood Rayshon Cannon, the real BK Bob Kelly. And seeing as we have just about run through the gamut of Boston sports teams this year, we've shown the Bruins, we've shown the Red Sox, we've shown the Patriots. It's time to catch up on the Red Sox one more time now that they're at the midway point. They're 44 and 43. Uh, we're pretty close to the All-Star break here. They are the epitome of mediocrity 12 games back in the division five games back in the wild card before we get into the nitty-gritty ray you talked in the in the pre-show that you're gonna be the most optimistic because you've lost the most so what do you make of this season so far uh i mean i still think it's underwhelming i i know that people you know had the season over like as soon as like Corey Kluber became the opening day starter, which is like, which is valid. I, I don't think that that's Just fair, which is a completely yeah. fair thing to to think. No, 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 for sure. For sure. <laughs> I mean, obviously he was, I, I, I forget what his record has been. I mean, I know he's, he's basically on the, on the, on the IL to put that in and their quotes that that's essentially a DFA without really DFA in him. I, I, I just think that, you know, they, the moves, some of the moves they made, you know, in the off season, you know, starting with not finding someone as a replacement for, you know, Trevor's story has helped lead to that. The ball injury early on when he seemed like he was going to be, you know, Hunter Renfro 2.0. You know, here I thought that was going to be something to to watch as the year went on. And obviously, you know, he's been, you know, subpar, just said at least since he's been, you know, back. And I'm sure we can get into that later on. But, yeah, I, I just think that, you know, there's a lot of things that had to break right for this team to at the best go late 1972. And it's like, you know, right now, like I said, they're 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 about to be they're probably about to be a five. I think they're down five four as we record this all on a Thursday night. They're during the uh during the uh, rubber game of three game series against uh the Texas Rangers, uh with the the with, uh, Nathan Navaldi uh, was on the mound. But yeah, I just I just think that, yeah, that from the injuries, from the, the offense sputtering at times, like a lot of things have not gone their way in addition to what the you know front office did at the beginning. Or in the offseason, that has led to their demise so far, in my opinion. By the way, if you were one of those people, like I was at the beginning of the year, when yeah. Corey Kluber was your opening day starter, he's mm-hmm. three and six with a seven-zero-four yeah. ERA. So you he's are so ju- garbage, you are man. He's so bad. You yeah. are justified. Bobby, Absolutely. 44 and 43 on the verge of being 44 and 44. How are you feeling about, that, about what you've seen so far this season? 
I mean, it's it's really twofold, if you ask me, because when you look at the performance of the actual team and the talent that actually is put out there on opening day, uh, I think this team is overachieving. And when it comes to talent-wise, when it comes to the way that they were put together, I, I, I honestly think they're performing better and they've had higher higher moments than I expected them to have at any point in this season, whether it's the offense, whether it's great pitching performances. There has been moments, but at the same time, this has to be the most garbage put together baseball team I have ever seen in my entire life. If 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 you actually think about how bad I, I'm, I'm going to say his name wrong because fuck him, Chain Bloom has put together this team, man. It's it's asinine. It's like absolutely tiny, tiny, tiny Bloom. Nah, oh, it's Chain. It's Chain, bro. He, he 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 is a shame. So is Chain. Bro, it, it's just there. There's there's no direction for this team so far. Like that's that's my takeaway from the first half of this season. Is I don't know what the fuck we're doing. I don't know whether we're sellers, whether we're buyers, whether we actually have a core and a foundation for the future. It, it just feels like every move that he's made over the last three years has been stop gaps and trading away our biggest players. Like when you think about all the guys, right? That, that that have come through Boston in the last two, two and a half years for just these short, insignificant, stupid stops. It's 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 immeasurable, bro. There's so many of them. It's like, you know, you go down the list. Well, even the, just this year, Justin Turner is one of them. You know, uh, Duvall is another one. Then you go last year, we had Schwarber. And then, you know, a couple of years ago, we have Renfro. It's just like you go down this list, man, and it's just... He doesn't know how to put together a baseball team and keep that team together. And I can't do it anymore. And, and the first half is just such a epitome of everything that's been wrong with this team for the last three but, years. Right. But to add to that, what happens is those, those stop gaps, as you say, and he signs, they end up outperforming. So it's almost like he signs them as like a way to like, okay, yeah, like I brought somebody in. And then actually, I remember, you know, me and you was going back and forth with Bobby about Justin Turner. I thought he was going to be great. He was like, yeah, if you're depending on a 38-year-old guy to be X, Y, Z, I'm like, nah, but he's, he is someone that's been in many big moments. Like, I expect him to at least be decent. And yeah, he's been, if he hasn't been our best player at times, like he, he's definitely been in the top three, the top five, uh, you know, so far. But, that, but that's what happens. The stop get like Hunter Renfro was phenomenal in 2020. Well, it, like, hey, you're like, doing too well, Hunter. Now I got to trade you back for it's like Zach, even, with Zachary Bradley, like that, that, and what's again, love Zachary, I mean, but they're like, what, what, like, what, but come, come on, bro, like that, that, that was that, that's a top five, maybe even top three worst move that any GM had, and, and bosses made in our lifetime, past, present, and hell, may, maybe even future. Like that, that was, that was bad. That, that was really bad. This feels like, uh, to your point, Bobby, when you say that this is one of the worst put together baseball teams, and I, I, I always rail against you know Hein Bloom for uh, for Tampa, like he he's trying to run a, a small market team in a big market, but this is this is like a bad Tampa Bay team from back right. of the day. It, I mean, even even those Tampa teams, right? So so that's what Bloom is supposed to be, right? Yes, we had to ship out these stars, we had to ship out these big names, but what he's supposed to be able to do is win. Every single one of those trades. And that's what he did in Tampa. He got the Kevin Gaussmans. He got the Blake Snells. He got the Wander Francos. He got all these dudes by trading away like James Shields, Evan Longoria, 
that's how he got all those guys in Tampa. And that's why they're as good as they are now. There is not one move since he's been here. Not one that he has actually won that trade. That yes, yes, there 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 may be, you know, those first two years, you definitely, you know, when you trade where it starts, looks like you lose. But like three, four years down the line, there's at least like a twinkle of hope. There's a dude coming. There's nothing for these moves that well, that Bloom has made. Think about all the guys off. that have left that we've got nothing for. He's nothing. Been, before you go, Ray, I mean, maybe you can speak to this a little bit too. He's been preaching about uh, the five-year plan since mm. he got here. Well, we're we're there, and yep. we're still mediocre. So Not to jump on your toes, Ray, but that five-year plan seems like it was let's tear down a World Series winner, winning roster in five years. That's the I only mean, plan five, I five, see. Wasn't it five, five years ago, this team won 108 games. The fuck are we doing, man? Yeah, what uh, are we doing? 108 games. So with Mookie, with Ben Tendi, happy birthday to him for this birthday today. Yeah, I can't believe he's still under 30, but I forgot how young he was when he came up here in 2015. But it's just like that. It's, it's wild to me. It's wild to me that that team won 108 games and, and, and John Henry Ownership said, you know what? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like that we won 108 games. Let's, let's fight to win just about 80 games. Which that's what happened next year. They go 78 and four. Obviously, 2020 was just a wipe away because they basically, you know, didn't, you know, no team, most teams hardly competed that, uh, that year with the exception of us, uh, you know, Tampa Bay and like LA, who said to win the World Series. But I mean, I, I do think, you know, I know we said there's nothing that came back. I, I do think if, I mean, I, I don't know if he's going to get voted in because, you know, Charles injured, but if Verdugo becomes an all-star, I think that makes change. That changes what we, well, well some, not all, not all of us think about the deal, but what some think about that deal. Uh, Connor Wong has been better than, you know, when, when we, you know, expected, uh, or some expected. I know uh, some of us on the show didn't think that he was going to be much of anything, but I think that he's, the more that he's been thrusted into that role because of injuries to Reese McGuire and others, I think that he's shown to be someone who runs the base as well. You can't you can't run on him. So I just I do think those guys have been Bryce Brooks there. I think the person that they were looking to be the corner. So of that deal, you know, you DFA him. So I think that's what people was kind of, you know, scratching their heads like, well, if he was supposed to be the corner cornerstone of this deal, how do you just like give up on him, you know, prematurely because you have Mayor and York waiting in the ways out of double A. So that's just that. That's just, that's just my take. I just think that maybe if Verdugo gets, you know, he becomes a reserve. But you look at that differently because once again, he's been here for three years, and for him to be an all star, for him to be as good as he's been this season, outside of the time that he got benched uh, for not running out of play, um, he, he's been super consistent. Game winners, yep. you know, uh, game saving plays at the plate uh, in, in you know Toronto recently, and it's just timely hitting. Like he he has been the consummate professional most of the time, and He's embraced the city. So, I mean, what what more, I don't know what much more we can get or want from Verdugo personally, but I get it. It was the attachment to Mookie, and I, I totally understand that. Yeah, so, I, I think that there's just, uh, like to Bobby's point, there's time hasn't o- overwhelmingly won a trade, to Bobby's point, right? Like, the, yeah. And, and, and maybe he, maybe he, it will in the, in the big scheme of things. But, uh, Bobby, I want to ask you a, a question because I'm, I'm still just trying to digest, like, this is the most, Poorly put together team that you, that, that you can remember. The biggest thing plaguing this team, in my opinion, is is the errors. They mm. they lead the MLB 
in, in errors. I'm sorry. It's little, it's little league errors, too. Bro. Can't say it's, that. Uh, it's such pitiful defense. I've already been correct on that before. They lead MLB in, in, in errors. I think say? The MLB? Fun. It's not the MLB. It's MLB. No, 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 no. You can't say that. Now, I do know. I, I, went, I went back to this research. All of their errors pro- have, have probably equated to six losses. If this team is 50 and 37, how are you feeling about it? So first, I want to go back to the Mookie trade. Of course. In, in, just... in no universe is, is as Alex Verdugo could win MVP next year. And he's still that, that trio of players, Connor Wong and Jeter Downs and Verdugo. So that's, I, I compare Verdugo to Benintendi. That's what I think Verdugo's comparison is. You know, that's that's the type Wait, of player. He, he was, doesn't he have much power. What? He bet his was going to be the next guy up here. Right. Or one exactly. of the next guys up here. So for sure. It, it, but like it's just that that trade will go down in infamy forever for the rest of my life. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Um, Wait, but I mean, but to be fair, I mean, we say that now, but like I said, had had it got to the worst of the 2021 and somehow won. We're looking at that deal differently. We just are. We, we can say that now. We we were so excited for that run in 2021. It was unexpected as well. I mean, listen, me and Mike went down to the wire. Literally, we're going back and forth like, <laughs> fucking blew it. And I'm like, I don't know. Oh, they got a chance. Just, and they, you know, after the championship series. So, I don't know. That's the same that, thing. You win 92 games. Up. You win 92 games. And it's like, oh, <laughs> let, let, let's not win over 90 games, guys. Let's just, let's just do enough to make sure the fans come and get a fucking hot dog. For seventeen fifty and a Dell's lemonade, which is really Shitty good by the hot way. Dog. But it's a big No, but yeah, but the, the lemonade is phenomenal. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's just like what what are, what are we doing? Oh, uh, but you no, know, let's answer my question before we close the gasket. Yes, if they, if they were if they were fifty and thirty seven, yes, we would look at them a lot differently. And what are we talking? We're talking maybe the Marlins series, right? Because the Marlins series was a sweep two weeks ago. The Pirates sweep early on in the year. You know, the, the Pirates were doing really well. At Pirates that time. Bad. Um, the Pirates were bad. Well, no, they, 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 it was bad, but it was like, you know, they, they had had a hard start. Kids me to the year. Uh, so those, those those two sweeps there changed the game. But then you think about it, it's like they lose those series. And it's like, well, you haven't listened to sweep the Yankees. <laughs> Toronto. And you're just like, what? Like, it, it's so Jekyll and Hyde. It's ridiculous. But. You know, like that, but just to, to stay on course with your question, like I said, they were fifteen and thirty-seven. You're looking at them as 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 buyers at the at the at the deadline. And once again, when they were buyers at the deadline in twenty twenty-one, you know, you you. I mean, once again, I know Robles ended up imploding in the in the in the, in the championship that guy, series. That but, fucking guy. But hey, but what what he wanted what he was from August to through the rest of September, we're not there without his time. So it, it's just like moves like that. Those little things help. Um, and once again, the bullpen has been a strength now this year, you know, with Chris Martin and Jansen and, uh, you know, Wachowski and, you know, uh, you know, they put in it. Pavetta has been great in the bullpen too. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I just think, you know, obviously between the errors, the untimely hitting. Yeah. But yeah, we, we, but we feel a lot different, obviously. If they the were points, they're Bush league errors. Yeah. It, personally, yeah. I, I can't even, yeah. I can't even imagine a universe where they're 50 and 37 with this team. I, I literally can't do it, man, because. When when you talk about good plays baseball, the way. what what I always look for, what we all always look for, pitching and good defense. That is that is number one and number two signs of, of a good baseball team. Number three is consistent hitting. The Red Sox literally are zero for three 
on every single one of those. When, when you look at the 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 pitching, the pitching has been besides Bello and recently Paxton. Um, that has been has been atrocious. The defense has been maybe the worst professional defense I've ever seen in my life. It's up there, right? It's it's definitely top five, guys. Like Cowboys um, in twenty eleven. That's that's fair. That is fair. See, that's where that's where it's at, man. That is very fair. Good reference, bro. Well, you figure like three hundred like yards point, in the though, round a game. To your to your point, they lead the league. They, they lead the league in errors. They're fifth in batting, and they're nineteenth in the league in, in ERA. But the thing they're is, just not batting, man. Is like even when they so the Toronto series bats were on fire, on fire, and then they get to Miami and they just shut down. <laughs> they scored two runs in three games. They scored eleven runs in five. Well, yeah, same thing. <laughs> um, yeah. Elongated a little bit, you know. It's it's just yeah, it's just sad. It's 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 very sad, and that's that's no way to put together a playoff baseball team. Not even a championship team. I'm not even putting that word out there. A yeah. playoff baseball right. team. Right. But it, it, it's crazy. But the what was crazy. I know we just you just you just mentioned with, with the ERA and stuff was, but it's like. The pitching actually over overall, once again, certain people have been still terrible, but overall had started to that turn. And it, once again, it's about not catching a brace. Chris Sale, he 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 was he was somewhat back. And then bam, oh you know, I think that red that Reds game, I think in early June, and he had he ends up getting hurt. Pax, I think one play not player of the month, but pitcher pitch of the month uh, for the AL. So he's been awesome. That that tweet that I talked about with, with Ryan Bale. I said that if he took a Walker Bueller's height leap, I, I I don't know when I said it. I think I said it maybe early April, late May. I mean, uh, maybe early early uh, late April, early May. And just I was people was like, "Well, pump the brakes." I'm like, "Nah." Like if he takes that leap, like we're 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 in business going forward, and we're starting to see that that changeup is filthy, that sinker is 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 filthy, and now he's he's learning to pitch and not just throw. Like there's a difference. Before, I think he was just throwing, and because he had great stuff, it was like, okay, I'm just going to throw here and just see what happens. Now, he's pitching to spots. He's making sure he's getting ahead of the count. And when he gets up 1-2-1 one, one, or, you know, 0-2, oh, oh, that change of coming if you're a left-hander, that sinker is coming if you're, if you're a right-hander. And, you know, he, you know, to fill the 2018 uh, motto, he's doing damage. So we, we, we need to get back to that because when he's on – He's become a stopper. Paxton has been great. Like I said, Sale uh, showed some signs of life before, uh, you know, going down. And once again, my guy Pavetta, I'm, I'm a big Pavetta guy. I, I hate the heat to the book. I, I, I think that he, at times, was was nails for for, for us, uh, especially yeah, a couple years ago. We, so, we talked about it all the time that he was our stopper in 20. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for, stopper, yeah, at one point he was, you know. But he was kind of like what, what Rick Purcell was at, at times exactly. here. And that, that's what you need. You, you, need, just, you need those type of guys to get this up, you know? Can I just jump in because you, you said that the, uh, that, that I'm trying to really center myself here, that, that Chris Hill, he was back. He, he was doing better. I said somewhat. I said all the way back. Somewhat back. Yeah, so, somewhat back. He was, uh, now, the only things I care about are wins, losses, and ERA for, for a starting pitcher. That's all I care about. So then that's where it goes. Five and two with a 4.58 ERA. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's not Chris Sale anymore, man. And, and, and that, 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 that contract might be in the top five worst moves that, that Himes made. It, it, it's so bad. Well, it might, when, that, when you think when it's about all said well, and done, yes, but at the time you still do it. Yeah, I, I, get, I know. You, I get it. I get it. You got to do it. But when you think about what we ended up having to lose because we signed someone who clearly was on, I, I know he won us that world series. I get it. I know you had to give him that money. Totally get it. But it cost you a Valdi. It cost you Porcello. It cost you all these dudes that, 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 are still good pitchers in MLB. And Chris Sale hasn't had a season with more than 10 starts since you signed him to that contract. It's that, That's bad, man. I, yeah, I get it. He went from being Chris Sale. It is. He went from being Chris Sale to John Burkett in, in five years. Oh, and that's say John Burkett. But yeah, I mean, that, I mean that, 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 he was, a, he, he was a 10 and 10, four plus ERA guy back in 2002. That's what he is. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, to me, like I, 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 miles I, I, I mean, that's, hour, that's, but... that's, I mean, that, that that's the next level, uh, of comparison there. But I, to me, I, to me, I, I know when, yes, when lost the air raid, that yes, that I, I would not say or disagree with that. I just think with him, when that, that's, that sweeping curveball, like how Randy Johnson had, he has a similar pitch when he's on, and we started to see it again. Guys were looking foolish at the plate, and I'm mean, that. That to me was the eye test of like, oh yeah, he. This is not what he, he'll never be what he was in 2017. But I was okay. Is he getting back enough to you know? Even at 85 percent, when he's on, he's gonna be better than than most pitchers. And I think some people, people were starting to get confidence behind it. It's like okay, like now you you got a you got a three headed monster here because uh, Paxton started to pitch better himself. So I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously there was a lot of. Once again, a lot of it just goes back to a lot of things had to go right. And because they haven't, you know, like I said they, they're, they're sitting with the record they're, they're at. But like I said, I agree with Bobby's original statement. <laughs> For them to be a game over 400, over 500, like I said, right now, once again, is it underwhelming? Sure. But it's, it's damn near a miracle. Yeah, it is, man. Because when you, when you actually think about what, how this roster was put together, and and the the potential of what this roster could have been if if Bloom didn't get cute and and decide that you know instead of re-signing this guy to twenty million we're gonna re-sign these three guys to eight million we're looking at a roster with Schwarber on it still with Renfro on it with Xander with you know you go down the list of of what the murderers row this lineup could look like. If if they just saw what they had and, and and kept it going, man, but they decided to do, they're like the opposite of the Bruins. You know what I mean? The 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 Red Sox had a great team, and we're like, you know what? Fuck it, let's blow it up. We don't need to do this anymore. The Bruins, however, year after year, decide not to blow it up and want make us want to blow our brains out. So it's it's just it's <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it wasn't this is not understand. their show. This is not their show. But I mean, since you brought that up, I have to address that. You trade for Orlov and Bertuzzi, right? Thinking that those guys were going to be Tangent. missing pieces, Tangent. and 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 then both both of those guys are gone Red, now. Red so Sox, Orlov is in Carolina. 
And then as soon as he went up to go, went up to there's Serrano a, for a year at five at five point five million. Really? There's like, our preview so, of our Bruins show, guys. Yeah. October. No, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. But it's just like that. So yeah, once again, all, all the all the front offices are are garbage at this moment. So let me ask you a question, Bobby. Like you, you just kind of went, you just kind of went through the moves, and you said that that this team's overachieved. When do you when I, I'm going to ask Ray this question first? Mm-hmm. When do you think was the last time the Red Sox front office put out a team on the field to win a championship? I mean, so 2018. Yeah, that's the answer. Yeah, easily. Even like, though 2021 20, was not in, put together to win a championship. Yeah, 2021, 20, they lucked into mm-hmm. whatever happened. Once again, they were kind of Tina Tartaring, and then they, from July, from like late July on, they caught fire. Yeah, it was um, like 2013 all over again. Yeah. Right, exactly. And cool, but they just took the lead right now from the summit's lunch. But yeah, like they, um, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's exactly what happened. You know, that, you know, they, I think they remember it was kind of shaky against New York. And then, you know, they, they, they got the final three against Washington that year and then that propelled them. But yeah, yeah. So I guess you could say 2021 technically, but 2018, I said, just came into, I feel like that was the culmination of everything, right? 2016, you come in, they went, that, that was like the first time, 2016, 2017, 2018 was the first time they had won the at least three years in a row since 07 through 09. So I feel like 18 was the culmination of everything that happened in 2016 when they got swept by Cleveland and then losing to Houston in the first round in 2017. 2018, they get Cora, they get some other guys in there and just put everything together and they just went, uh, they, they they went crazy on the whole league. So, you know, and like I said, that's that's a Dombrowski put together team. And then like I said, literally a year later between injuries and people getting traded, that was the last that we saw of that, you know, particular uh, you know, iteration of the Red Sox. You know what? Hey, that is, that's 100% the answer is 2018 is the last time they put together a team to, to win a ship because ever since then, I feel like uh, Blimson running this team almost like that dude that doesn't know what he's doing at work. So he just does a bunch of things and just keeps working and looks like he's really busy, but like he's not actually doing anything of substance. And that's what we've seen since that 2018 season. There, there's There's just been really really just the exile of great players and bringing in mediocre players over and over and over and over and over again and it's just like bro it you you can't i've said this so many times on this goddamn podcast but you can't keep doing the same thing and expect a different result it is the definition of insanity so all right so bobby now your turn it's five years since they proactively tried to put out a team to win a championship and they missed the playoffs this year how does Bloom keep his job? He can't. If he can't, it's it would be uh, an insult to all Red Sox fans everywhere if he is still the general manager of this team and making these same type of moves because we're at the point now where the fans are fed up and it's clearly showing in the attendance. When you watch a Red Sox game, I haven't seen Fenway Park that empty my entire life. Um, Maz went to the 4th of July game um, this past week, past weekend, obviously. And he said it was the worst environment that he's watched a Red Sox baseball game in in his entire life. He he spent three innings in that stadium and went from being a positive, like, oh, no, they'll figure, to blow it up. I'm sick of this team. He was done. He saw them in person one time. And it was like, blow this entire team up. It's, it's just, just 
it's yeah i can't can't do it anymore yeah i mean from 2005 to 2019 they averaged like fenway averaged 36,000 uh people per game this season they're 29-1 and that's big for the the red sox that is you, huge that is a huge drop off do you remember we definitely don't remember this growing up trying to go to red sox games on on the day of the game you would have to line up like four and a half hours early and you'd yep. have to wait in this whole goddamn huge line and there was no guarantee you'd even get tickets so it's, most oh, times you'd sit there for three hours not get in and you'd be a hundred percent okay with it you're like oh man right. we to the socks that was great bro that now they're giving away tickets someone lined up for opening day to get an opening day ticket and he was the only one in line all day long. Do you know how crazy that when you think about Boston and the Red Sox, man, this the this city used to bleed red. Yeah, before they won. Right. But like even 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 2018, the, this city loved that team. Yeah. Think, 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 of, think about that. Well, this I is can't different. watch them yeah. anymore. I barely watch no, but before, them. Before before we move into another segment, right? Think think about you know, 2018 year. It was actually it was around this time in 2018. MFA was against Toronto. Toronto came here. And, you know, I remember, you know, Exxon called. Obviously, they were Brian's there. And they it's had the party. It's time to party. Yeah, it's time to party. And that's, you know, that that crowd was on fire. Like, yeah, bro. If they, if they could have came up and body slammed Jay Hap in that moment, like they would have. Like that, that's how electric that crowd, crowd was. So the first few pitch had bad. And then he hits the grand slam like that. That was like that. That was just a euphoric feeling. That, and, and it hasn't. Well, it wasn't topped until Kike went crazy in twenty twenty one. Because that that was also crazy. I mean, I feel like I was me. That's that's the most me and Bobby ever saw. It doesn't top. It doesn't. Oh my god! Can you fucking believe it? <laughs> yeah, like it, it was. It was. It was so like we want to have more of those feelings. And I tell people all the time. We people can say what they say about the Patriots and something. It's like. When the Red Sox are good or they're great, they are the best ticket in town. That's not a, that's not an opinion. That's a fact. So my thing is, you would think you would want to put a, pro- a product on the field that's worthy of fan fan engagement. And right now, that that's a that's that's almost a twenty five percent you know decrease. You know, not to get too math. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, I'm a math teacher. Uh, but yeah, that's that's. At twenty five percent increase, that's that's huge. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of money. There's gonna be a lot. A lot of hot dogs is not being here. A lot of lemonades is not being being drink. Uh, and it's, it's a problem. It's a problem. Yeah, get get this together. So, knowing that again, that let's just say that as as we're recording the show, they are forty four and forty three. So they are just a game yep. above five hundred. Yep. Trade deadlines August first. Bobby. Yep. Are, are they buyers or sellers at the trade deadline? And, and, and tell me why. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Neither, I think it's gonna be the same. I know I'm I'm such an asshole. It's gonna be the same shit that we've seen, man. It's gonna be insignificant moves. Listen, uh, personally, 
I think they should blow it up. I think they should trade Turner. I think they should trade Story. I think they should trade everyone and get back pieces that you can actually build on for the future. Pieces that are actually going to hang around here. Because if you don't, if you don't, yeah, it's going to be the why, same why would, story why, all why over would, again. Why would you try to invest in a future when this GM has proved that they're not going to pay their homegrown town anything once their contract right. expires? So, so then what the hell are we doing? What, 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 so, 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 the better so question me, is, me, what is Dave Dombrowski doing? Let me get this straight. So, so go, go we're not, we're we're not going to pay the guys that we trade for that turn into All-Stars, right? We're not going to pay existing All-Stars. <laughs> we're not going to pay All-Stars that are already on our team, but we're going to pay All-Stars from five years ago and bring them in on a $10 million contract and bring All-Stars in that have been hurt for the last three years. And it, it's... It's just, it's so asinine when you think about the moves that actually, we signed Trevor Story for what, 19 mil a year, 18 mil a year, something crazy like that. And Zando Bogarts left over 8 mil or however much it was, however big the difference was. All that money could have gone to Xander. It's just, it's, it's, it's crazy the moves that have been made without thinking about the impact that they're going to make on your future self. You know, they're just so mean to the future selves where they get into these situations. And you're like, bro, what the hell did you guys do? What what just happened? It's 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 crazy, man. If this was let's put it this way. If this was the Dallas Cowboys, I would literally throw myself out a goddamn window. If, if this oh. is how they treated this team, because it's it's I'm used to it by this point after four or five years. Like, I'm not even upset about it anymore. But like for. Any professional sports team to take a roster that we had and turn it into this and try and sell it to the actual fan base that you're making the right moves for this club is is literally fraud. You you are frauding the the Red Red Sox nation. That's what Bloom and Henry are doing. Follow that, right? <laughs> it's I mean I I I echo a lot of that sentiment. Like I just to me. It's, it's, it's wild that Sam Kennedy and Heim Bloom and John Henry and, you know, the rest of the management crew has really, you know, tried, tried to finesse the, the Sam. Even forget about finessing the fan base, like, but finessing your, your actual team. Like, these are professional players that their livelihoods are on the line when they win or, or lose. So for, for you to put a product out there that's not highlighting them in the best capacity uh, or in the best light, I should say, that, that's a problem. And once again, you 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 luck into, uh, you know, uh, you you luck into what happened in twenty twenty one. You would think, okay, let's build off this. Let's get a pitcher or two. Let's get a another utility guy. And once again, they I think they're really good at getting a little, you know, like what's he like a stop good stop gap talent. Like I I I like Ref Snyder. I like what you know. I said I like what Verdugo's. I like did this even Arroyo. I think Arroyo might be his best move. At this point, well, I mean, well, you, you know how I feel about him, but I, I, that's it. You know, it, 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 it's up and down with, with, with him, but it's just like I, to me, um, there, there's there's just some guys that need to step up in order for them to be taken more seriously. So I think about Cassis. I know, you know, I went up for producer and Craig has been the number one cheerleader for Tristan Cassis. Two twenty three, nine home runs, twenty seven runs batted in. He was supposed to be this on-base machine, supposed to be a guy that was going to hit for uh, for average, also with power. 
when he gets into a ball, he really gets into one. But, you know, he also gets aggressive when he shouldn't be. So, you know, he, he has a long way to go. Needless to say, I'll give an this. I won't say neither. I'll say that they end up, they're probably going to become sellers. They do. I don't think they're going to become buyers unless they, unless they, unless they go on like a six or seven game winning streak right now that kind of puts them a little bit closer to the wild card, then maybe that changes their mind. But I do think that they eventually start moving off some deals, you know, right. because, you think you know will, which is what it is. So. Do you think it will actually change their mind? Because the amount of times this season that this team has won nine out of 15 games and then lost 15 out of 23 games following that, like, how, do you, it, get, like, even, how do you get a reading off of it? Well, the, the, the reason why I said it, so look, okay, so they, swoop, they just swept Toronto, right? Now they're here playing Texas. Texas was just up five to three. They're now beating. They're, it's becoming a joke right now. Texas is up. I mean, the rest was up ten to five right now. Um, yeah, it's up ten five. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so it's like all of a sudden for them to for them to get smacked by the Marlins, and then you potentially now win five out of six against Toronto <laughs> and Texas. It's just like what. It's like if they face the AL West or AL Central, you'd be looking at them as the probably the third best team in baseball because they've been beating by everyone else. They just can't do it in the AL East and in the NL Central. That's that's the way. Those are the only two divisions that have everybody else. They they have run through essentially. So I'm just like, what? Like I just maybe change the schedule. I don't know, but I mean, I mean, obviously, I'm not that much joke, but it, it's wild. If we, we were in the central division, we'd be one game back of the Yeah, it's, cra- it's crazy. Central it's crazy. So it's, it's just like clearly, clearly, like I said, just missing games. We're like, oh, Kelly, okay, like maybe he figured this out. I think Oakland is coming here. Once again, if you're going to have a shot at the end of this month, you got to at least get two out of three from Oakland. Because Oakland, once again, is they're, they're, the, they're the 2000s Detroit Tigers, except for 2006. You know, that team are really, really pretty bad. Yeah, I think that team had lost like 119 games. Uh, shout out to my guy, Curtis Granderson, no. <laughs> But that, that I mean, who was the awful. guy that lost twenty games uh, multiple times from those teams? Fuck, what's his name? Oh, I I, I forgot some off the top of my head. Um, you know who I'm talking about, right? I do know who he's talking, about, but I, I forget I forget who who the guy is. But crazy. yeah, so yeah, uh, we'll, we'll we'll figure it out after probably. He'll come to be those Mike Raps. We'll be like, oh, that's the guy. But yeah, I, I but yeah, they 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 become sellers though. I, I just to me, like I left I left uh, they unless 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 like I left they dominate. Uh, Oakland and Chicago, which once again, Oakland and Chicago are not good teams this year. I think that you know if they do, if they went four to six or five out of six against these next two teams before the before the break. Maybe you know they're they're looking at things a little bit uh, differently. Mike Mike Maroth was the answer. Oh yeah! Wow. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, it's a name. What, what, what um, go back? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's just so difficult for me, man, because. The Kluber signing just really is what irks me, man, because mm-hmm. that's literally money. That $10 million is the amount of money of, is why Michael Waka is not part of this staff after the year he had last year. And it's mm-hmm. why Avaldi is not part of this staff. And Avaldi's my guy. All right. Him and his grunting 100 mile an hour fastballs were, were some of my favorite things in baseball. I loved yeah. every single time that dude was on the hill. I was watching. I was locked in. And, and the fact that you let him walk after all he did for you, right? You let him walk. Didn't even, I don't even think they made a significant offer towards him and, and decided to use that money to go out and sign Corey fucking Kluber, 
who who ha- who literally hasn't been good in three years. So it's just like you 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 can make all the moves you want at the deadline, at Red Sox. I don't care. I really don't because it's just at this point where like, okay, cool. What are you guys going to go 10 games above 500? And then next month you'll be 11 games under and we'll be right back in the same place that we were because you don't, you don't have the pitching to sustain. That's what every time I, I see these streaks that they go on, that's what always it comes back to it for me is like, you can get hot at the plate. You can, you know, make defensive plays because you are professional baseball players. But when it comes down to it, if you don't have the pitching, losing streaks happen. It's, 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 really, it's really the defense. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's really, it's really the defense though. Like, the, need, the, the pitching you need is a stopper, enough. man. You no, have to true. have a stopper. You but have they, to. They, 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 have, they have two right now. Bayo and Pax have been those guys. So I just think to That's me, it's, it's obviously, I mean, you know, hopefully Tanner Howell comes back good because I know we have, that, 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 that play was crazy. You um, mean Pedro Jr.? Bayo? Pedro Jr., bro? Right, yeah, yeah. I, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm here for it. But I said, you know, Tanner Howell coming back, Listen, at this moment, and hear, hear me good, Alice Cora, hear me good, Hyam Bloom, hear me good, whoever needs to. Jared Whitlock is not a major league starter. No, he's not. We need Put to stop him that. back in the bullpen him. and let him be the guy before you get the Chris Martin and the Kelly Jess. Oh, Kelly Jess, excuse me. Put, get him out of the rotation. And put, and put him in back in the bullpen. We, we've been but saying that. Put him back we, in the starting rotation. Leave Wachowski, Whitlock, uh, Martin. Well, I forgot. I'm, I'm, some of the names are scary right now. But the bullpen is fine. So, Do we still have Schriever? Oh, Schriever, yeah, he's coming off the DL. So, yeah. yeah, like, that's another guy. So, let that be the thing. Darren Wickard, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. Like, once again, yeah. I've been calling this whole pocket, but that, that's something that's going to be met. I, I don't want to see him as a starter on this team for the rest of the year. If Bro, I do, he's not. not sorry. Like you, you, you are a, a, a two or three inning guy, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. You were, you were actually, you were brilliant in, in the bullpen a few years ago. So once, once again, do what got you to the fucking dance, and and just deliver that way. It, it, it's, it's that simple. And, oh, I never, sorry. And I can, I can. We, we got to the social area brought this up, but let's Mike was more too. So if you did, I'm sorry. I love you anyways. Kiki's got to go. He's got to go. Cause Mike asked me, "Were you, you going to upset Rachel?" Now, now I'm mad. Kicker's got to go. The 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 2021 run has has won out. Every time this man is at the plate, it is a it's guaranteed so... out right now. He's statistically the worst shortstop in all professional baseball right, right so now. So whether so number you're thirty, not, you, you, you're looking you're looking like me when I played in the little league at shortstop. You can't you can't you can't hit to save your life. You, you're flinging that. You're flinging a breaking ball. They're three or four inches off the plate. You can see for the pitcher that he, he has the rotation, and I'm putting it up the plate, and you're still swinging at it. I, I, I don't understand. It's like they can throw a slider, you're swinging. You can throw a cutter off the plate, he's swinging. You can throw a, you can throw a fork ball, and this man is swinging. Like it's unbelievable that any pitch can get him out right now, and it's wild to me. Alice Cora, I don't care about the rapport. I don't care that's your boy. I don't care if you see him as a little brother or a second son. I don't care. You know, once again, hang out in the fucking offseason. That's not the case. He does not need to play every day if he's going to stay on the team. And if not, at, at, the, at the least, yo, designate him for assignment and say, good riddance. It's time, bro. It's time. Like, he, it's, it's time. He, he's, not a full, he's not a full-time major league player anymore. And for them, for them trying to convince us every day, 
it's it's a joke. It's an insult to what we are as a fan base here. If someone asked me, oh, would you expect him to be in L.A.? No, you don't need to be in L.A., but I'm like, yo, what we saw two years ago as opposed to what we're seeing now, and even that time last year before he got hurt, like, it, it's, it's okay. It happens. People, people, they, they fizzle out. That's what, that's what it looks like is happening here. It's time. Because it's literally deflating to have two guys on base that are a second to third with one out, and then he, he strikes out or he, he pop flies to, to center. It's, it's a fucking joke. Get, get rid of him. Hey, well, before everyone starts drinking the bleach at home, can we, uh, before we start talking about the, the Grant Williams trade and the Celtics and their offseason, yeah. I want to just end the Red Sox on a happy note. So what would you say are the brightest spots of this team so far uh, this year, Bobby? It's There's one, Brian Bella. He is, he is. I think there's is, All right, well, you can send him to. But Bella is number one for me, and it's not even close, man. He's a legit starter he is a a legitimate basement number two starter in the mlb and i think he i think he has a stuff when he's on i don't think that's debatable the fact that pedro martinez is actually looking at this dude and being like wow i think speaks volumes he's he he's by far the bright spot him and i know Cassis has looked really bad at sometimes but he also he's looked really good and i think that that really good aspect is going to be what ends up breaking through, I hope. I also think he's also a name that you could see come up in deadline rumors coming because that's the Red Sox style. That's what we do. Right? That better not be the fucking case that you did fade Hosmer. Right. That, be, that better not be, Bobby. That better not be the case after you... You Sorry, you said you said something positive. Sorry. Okay, positive. Sorry. So, yes. Bayo, for sure, has been... Is it by far the... the Brian? Bishop, Brian? Uh, Brian. No, so Brian, Brian Bayo. Yeah, Bayo. It Brian. is Brian? Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, you can say Brian, but no, no, it's Brian. No, yeah. Listen, I, but there's a few. There's more than one or two. But listen, I, I think Verdugo's been awesome. I think, I think Chris Martin has been phenomenal. I think Martin Jensen. Awesome. I, I think, I think Jensen has been has been really well. He's, he's an all star. So I, I think even guys like Ruff Snyder has played well. Yeah, and obviously James Paxton. Like Paxton has been also good. So those, those are those are a few that come to mind. But it's like it's unfortunate that it's, it's going to get overshadowed by the poor defense and you know, untimely injuries, but those are a few guys that come to mind. It's, so it's tough to remember how good Paxton really was when he was in Seattle for those two years, man. He was, yeah. he was, he was yeah. unhittable for two years. So yeah, it's good sure. to see that come back. I'm just going to give you uh, my, uh, my two bright spots. One's actually bright. One is Mike Bright. Uh, I think Yoshida, I, I think that's, mm-hmm. the, I think that that's, yeah. I mean, listen, it doesn't always pay off here. I mean, that's, I mean, we, I, did, I don't want to go back there, right? Or Dice came out. Yeah. I, Dice all of them. All of them. Whenever we signed any international players in the last 15 years, they really haven't panned out. This guy was looks Koji like international? Too. No, he came from internal, no. right? Who was the guy that we paid hundreds of millions of dollars to to talk to, and then he was terrible? Rusny, Rusny Castillo? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The guy yeah. with the, the, guy <laughs> with the <laughs> longest make, baseball swing in the team. world. Dude took team. seven seconds to swing. Goddamn baseball, man. I mean... Yoshida's batting 310. And I, I I mean, I think he he's a bright spot for me. He should have yeah. been an all-star, honestly. Should have made it over Mary. Yeah, they, they, they have a couple on the team, but surprisingly, but you know, it is what it is. The other bright spot for me is we are now approached exact same amount of time that Chris Sale was with the White Sox as he has been with the Red Sox. Do you want to guess what the innings pitch disparity is? So he was with the White Sox for I'll, seven I'll say about years. 50, I'll, I'll say about 50 innings. 
He was with the White Sox for seven years. He's been with us mm-hmm. entering seven. This will be his seventh year once if he completes it, which he won't. In in the seven years with the White Sox, he pitched one thousand one hundred and ten innings. In the now six and a half years with the Red Sox, he has pitched six hundred and twenty three innings. Wow. He has not pitched over 160 innings all but once since being with the Sox. It and I bring him up as a year, right? because it was the right. World Series year. Yep. Tw- yeah. 2018. Well, 2018, he only pitched 158. So he's never pitched one. He pitched 20. Uh, he pitched 214 in, uh, in 2017. Sucks. Well, that, he was actually the- hurt for 2018 for some of it too, right? Shocker. Shocker. No, well, tw- it's done, 2018 is when it really, you know, it really started to go. Uh, Downhill here for him. So yeah, I, I just think this is a bright spot for because three of us have been saying this about Chris Sale for the better part of the last 36 months. And mm-hmm. we can't depend on him. We need to get rid of him. He's never gonna be the guy that he was, and he just keeps proving us right. So, like, thank you. At least at least this injury happened again while playing or while training, and it wasn't, you know. Falling over a, a car or punching some innocent bystander. Yeah, on, honestly, I'm I'm here for him. I want him to use some steroids at this moment because right. I I don't I don't care. I at this moment, like whatever whatever is going to keep your body together just to get through the season, like I'll uh, something because once again, that, that's what Clemens and Pettit were doing in Houston. Because you hit, you cannot tell me them guys are so front line guys there, but they were on. They, this man was fucking eighteen and one at forty two. Like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> like what? So he's, I just to me, like ridiculous. Once again, it was, it was, so, it was just, so great to watch the pitch. One more like, positive note before we get to Grant, and it's something that we were also right about is going back to what Ray said about Whitlock. The moment the Red Sox announced they were moving him from the bullpen to the starting rotation, I don't know if you guys remember this, but we were all instantly outraged because at that time that bullpen was garbage, and he was the only positive spot in the entire bullpen. So there's yep. so many different aspects of why we knew that was a bad idea. And we're still here three years later, and it's still a goddamn bad idea, Red Sox. What the fuck are you doing? Get him back in the ball. Sorry, go ahead. We All were right. right. So we were big, right. Big news, NBA, big news for the Celtics. Turns out Batman's no longer residing in Boston. Uh, the Boston Celtics were part of, a, obviously, a three-team, uh, three-team deal that sent Grant Williams to the Dallas Mavericks. And... Two future first round picks, we have Celtics. We receive one, two, three second round picks and no player. So we give up Grant, who then signs a four year, $54 million contract, sign and trade. We give them two future second round picks. We receive three second round picks. Is this okay? First of all, Ray, how do you feel about this trade overall? Number two, is this setting up for something bigger? And what if it isn't? So, look, I'm happy that Grant got his money. I think that I'm, I'm all for players getting paid. I know that he fell out of favor, not only on this show, but amongst most of the fan base. So I, I, I get that. But, you know, I'm happy for him to get his 13 mil a year. I I remember, you know, people saying it was going to be, you know, between 17 to 20 mil, which I thought that I always thought that was a pipe dream uh, for him to get that uh, amount. But, you know, once again, third cash in again, thirteen mil a year. Yeah, I think that he'll be a valuable piece down there to some extent. Uh with Dallas they they need guys that can defend, you know, that's gonna be around Luca because Luca is not the strongest defender. 
Uh, so I, I think that's going to be a good for him because uh, sometimes change of scenery it is the best thing. Now, as far as what I think Brad's going to do, I've said this time and time again. I'll continue to say this. I am fully on board with Brad, the GM. Once again, I, I had my concerns with him as the coach after a while. As the GM, he has not let me down at all in his two-plus years of being a GM. I, he, I, to me, he has not missed. But again, there's going to be moments when that happens. Excuse me, obviously going down, going down the road. But right now, I trust that he's going to figure it out. So uh, they were able to create a $6 million, uh trade player exception uh, for him. I forget why it wasn't the full 13, but I think it's because of some of the money they signed, it, it was going to Dallas, so they could only get half of what that salary was going to be. Something along those lines. So needless to say, uh, there's a guy that fits that CPE that I have been clamoring for since he got out the draft in 2020. And he plays down in Atlanta. His name is Sadiq Bay. He's getting four and a half mil. And I'm I'm telling you, I don't drive, but I, I promise you I'd meet him at Logan Airport tomorrow if that if that was a guy that we were gonna get back in a deal that fit under the trade trade player exception and didn't extend him. He would he 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 is the Jay Posey type that we've been looking for. He 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 would be phenomenal here in in, in my opinion. Knows the role, he defends. He's gonna hit the hit the corner three when when out there. And he's just not afraid of the moment. Like I I I'm hoping that that's the move that it is. But it could be it could be something where it doesn't work out for them to get a uh, major deal done, right? And I know the Blitzer Report mentioned that they're looking to make a seismic deal. I don't think that happens this offseason. You know, I think that that may happen maybe even towards a trade deadline or maybe even next, you know, offseason. I think Brogdon is still here for two more years, at least under contract. So I think they're actively looking. But I think hopefully, like Sadiq Bay is the move that they make that helps right now. Then you know you can make that seismic deal next year because they have a couple of firsts to give away, and then they have about five or six seconds. So they're in good position, draft capital wise. They just have to make sure they're I mean, on that second. Do you really year. value? Do you really value second round picks in the NBA? Well, I, I guess I guess I think I guess now because so first round picks, I guess they guarantee you money. So it's like. Be, they they count they count those on the cap. So right. if they count those on the cap, it's like you get those away. It's like okay, you you know you, you take you take away some of that money off that's projected off the cap. But with the second round pick, because those aren't those aren't guaranteed contracts, that's where it seems to look in the stockpile because you know you can you can get guys that are on non guaranteed deals, or you can put them on you, know, you can put them on what they call the two way uh, contract, so they can go back and forth between. And G League and 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 the NBA, so I think that's why teams are going after it so much now. So I think where I think going between that first tax apron to the second tax apron, I think a lot of teams are going to do a lot of you know uh, cap gymnastics uh, to make sure that they stay under that as much as possible. So once again, in the immediate, I hope that it's Sadiq Bay, but in long term, if they're able to bring another star here uh, going forward, then hey, so so be it. Ma- maximize the talent that you have here. It's it's so funny that the second round picks made such a renaissance out of nowhere, man. Um, yeah. I don't know what happened. It, it was I forget what trade it was this past year, but all of a sudden it was like this, oh, this in seventy four. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In seven second round picks, and all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, and that was wild. I said five five second round picks with Jake Crowder. I said, but it's like now wild. all of a sudden every single one of these big deals has numerous second round picks attached to it. And it's like, it just came out of nowhere. So that's, 
that's really the biggest thing that points towards there's another move coming because in no universe or alternate timeline that we're in is Brad using these second round picks. He's not sitting here like, bro, I got so many diamond in the roughs that are bringing up there in 18 is not even funny. Wait till you see what I got on my sleeve. That's not happening. If it does, it's like 10 times what DK said three years ago. Where he's like, I don't want them to take a goddamn pick. I'll be pissed if they do. If they actually use these second round picks, that's terrible. But here's my trade. It's, it hasn't been talked about much until recently. Pascal Siakam. And it's, it's, it's very known that the Raptors are shopping him. They're clearly rebuilding. Van Fleet's gone, you know, and, and, you know, they signed Poidel to that huge deal. I don't know why they did that. Uh, but they're clearly rebuilding. Siakam, I don't think, can be the one by himself on a team. And now that that team's kind of crumbled, I think that that's something that they would look into. I don't know what it would take. If you, I don't think you would have to trade JB to get Siakam here. Uh, but I think that, to me, would make sense basketball-wise, too. Because then you have, you may have an undersized front court, but then you you would have, uh, you know, a very big front, uh, back court. Am I saying this wrong? Well, I mean, he, he's, he's 6'9 himself, so I mean, it's not well, like... Yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying so front court is center power forward, right? Is that... Yeah. Yeah, okay, just making sure. So, <laughs> you'd have an undersized, you know, front court for sure, but they'd be uber athletic and they'd be able to stretch the floor at all times. And then you have an oversized backcourt with JT, JB, Smart, or not Smart, and White. Nope, not anymore. Um, yeah, no more Smart. Uh, White, Brogdon. So I feel like that would be a good balance there too. And again, then you can stretch the court like Ray, you know, you always say score from all three levels. Can you imagine but a who, who, deadly who team from all Siakam three levels league? than that? Who are you doing up for Siakam? See, that's why it'd be all those picks. So it'd, uh, it'd be every pick that we have. They, you got to give a player, years. though. Like, we got to um, be really from there. You got to give a player. Brogdon, I guess Brogdon, Pritchard, Williams, and I don't know. Some well, Pritchard's got Pritchard's so bro, bro, Wait, Brogdon bro, and, and Time Lord? No. Nah. Like if you if you want to say Brogdon pressure in the first round picks in it, cool. For um, Siakam though, Siakam's good, man. But no, he is. But unless I, I, so, this is just me. This is just how I feel about it. And we actually we talked about this for just way when he came on uh, right before this draft because they they had the guy that that I think is Rob two Rob two point oh and Precious Atua. If you like put Precious Atua in the deal, yeah, I like Precious. Send it back. Okay, I I I would I would do that trade. If that was the case, I don't know why Toronto would do that, but looking as a fan and someone was looking at a dream, I would take I would take Siakam and show if that and that was the case. But I I like Gary Chen Jr. I, I like him, his game a lot. I don't know if he got signed to a deal or not. I don't know if he, he got a qualifying offer for them. You know, Malachi Flynn, who was in the same job as Faye and Pritchard, they they played against each other in college. He, he's pretty good off the bench. But yeah, I, I do think. To me, I feel like Messiah Dre would ask for Jalen Brown in a deal because just to me, it, it, that you, you would you wouldn't be doing your due diligence if you didn't at least ask for Jalen Brown in 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 the return for that type of deal. One thing I think defensively, you become better right away. I think the Siak was a better playmaker out of the ball handling. I mean, once again, we make the jokes. I mean, he I, I don't I don't know he he doesn't he's not someone that certainly create with his hands. So I'm not really concerned about. His ball handling, but he he does move the ball pretty well, and you do know that he's going to 
d- defend at, at, at a high level. So it's worth talking about. It's worth discussing. I think that that would be, you know, really cool. But I just, my thing is, I'm at a point now where I'm just not going to offload JB just to offload. I know that people are upset. I know that Great. people think that it needs to be, it needs to be, well, I mean, we say we can't, but it's like, it, it's, it's happening. It's not happening, but people are talking about it as if like, they should give him away for, you know, a second round pick. Um, <laughs> Jonathan, Jonathan Kaminga is also someone who's, who fits in that TPE. I love the TPE I'm, talk, I'm, I'm, bro. I love TPE talk. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, I'm very intrigued <laughs> by Kaminga's game as well. I think Golden State would be foolish to give up, give up, give up on him. Excuse me, if I can talk uh, this early in, in his career, but they already, they already gave up on Wiseman from a few years ago, so. Yeah, if you can if you can either get City Bay or Jonathan Kaminga here. I think Kaminga fits what they're trying to do a little bit more than even City Bay, as much as I like City Bay. But yeah, I just think that they need to be on the phone and making those making those uh, making those calls to see what happens. But they're far from Dallas. They, they, they're, I think their roster still is at fourteen, so they're gonna have to add a couple more players, probably from some one one player from summer league. I I want Blake to be back, so I, I want that on record. I I'm I'm a Blake Griffin guy. I thought that he was phenomenal in his role. I think he deserved a spot back on the team uh, the next year if 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 he if he wants it. And that leaves two more spots to be filled. Um, so hopefully, City Bay, Kaminga, or somebody that we don't even know yet is on their way to Boston before the summer training camp. There's got to be something because you just gave up a four for fifty eight guy for two second round picks. So there's, well, I mean, that's the deal. That's the deal they offered him last year, and he he said no. So I I think they was like, yo, we offered this to you, and now now this is the day you're taking. It was like, yo, good riddance. No, that's, I mean, we that's, also gave we also we also gave Dallas two second round picks. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, we got second it, round it, picks. It, it was it was a pick swap. Right? It was a pick swap, right? Yep. So we received uh, twenty twenty four second round pick, twenty twenty five second round pick swap, twenty twenty eight round pick, and we gave yep. and we gave the Mavericks two future second round picks. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I, people would say, well, why? Why that was the case? Why couldn't you get Rich Bullock? Maybe they're looking to get someone that's a better fit than Reggie Bullock. Yes, I shout out to Reggie. I'm a USC guy, so I know that he can play. Um, he's found he's found a way to get a certain niche in the league. He's been in the league now, I think, for oh, I think at least five, six, maybe six, seven years now. He's too expensive league. for them. They um, weren't gonna do that. Well, I, I don't I don't even know what his, what his current deal is on. Fifteen honestly. mil. Fifteen mil a year for Bullock. Oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah. So yeah, that 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 is a lot now. So yeah, so once again, they got the they got the TV. Figure out if you can get another three and D guy in here that can replace what Grant was doing. Once again, unless you think that Jordan Walsh and O'Shea Brissett can can fill that void, which they will some game. Don't get me wrong, but it won't be to the point where they're doing that every night. And once again, there's going to be games when O'Shea Brissett is going to turn. They're going. He's going to become Ray Lewis 2.0, and there's going to be games when he's Vitaly Botapico. So we just have to be <laughs> Vitaly. So just saying. Any final words for you, for, for you boys on, on, on this trade? We, 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 just hope, we just want more. We hope, hope that more is on the way. Yeah, yeah, 458 is definitely too rich for my blood for Grant Williams. Totally understand yeah. why you didn't pitch that. But yeah, I, I need more on this roster. We can't yeah. go into this this season with this roster. I, as I think it's improved. Yeah. I think it's different than last year, which I love. But yeah. there's, 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 there's a piece missing somewhere. I don't know what it is until they do it. Right. If this goes into the regular season with this roster, there's a yeah. I, I don't. I don't think that, yeah, from, from what I think they could be. 
Right. And, and, and another thing before we, before we do head out, for those fans that believe that they lost so much grit and toughness with their, the subtractions of Grant and Marcus, I want you to look back no further than May 29th, 20, 2023. They were on the floor, you know, and when you hear Eddie Palladino say, Miami Heat, 103, the Boston Celtics, 84, you're Miami Heat, or you're 2023, Eastern Conference champions. Why you got to do that to me, right? Why you got to do that? No, no, I'm saying, I'm like, we, we're saying, but I'm like, people are crying about they lost so much toughness, but I'm like, the same fucking toughness you're talking about was on the floor and Miami took their heart, as Mike was saying. Yep. So, so, I mean, my thing is just, I want, I want that to, you know, let that sizzle uh, for, for you, for you, for some of you fans out there. Um, pun intended. You know, let, yeah, yeah, pun, yeah, pun intended, big time. Let, let, let it go. Let it go. This, this team needed a shift. And ironically, you can bet, you can bet your bottom dollar that the energy is about to shift. So b- believe that. That was a very smart take you had there, right? Great. All right, so for The Real VK, Bob <laughs> Kelly, Hollywood, Ray Sean Buchanan, this is Michael Marcanto saying thank you for listening to Miss the Point. We'll talk to you next week. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric 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 acid.